Welcome into another edition of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina. That might not be a good intro considering who is to my left, but that's okay. Kelly Nash is here with us. Kelly is a is a part of the Morning Rush on 97.5 WCOS here locally in Columbia with Jonathan Rush. You guys also have the Rash Thought every morning on WVOC. You guys right. also do the Rash Radio podcast every day. Yep. You have the Jonathan and Kelly show on Saturdays on WVOC. Boy, I'm tired just you're, hearing about it. You're also, <laughs> I've seen you doing stuff with Gamecock Athletics. I've yes. seen you with WLTX. You're yes. also wearing Superman capes with JT. <laughs> That's right. I'm surprised I had time for you to even be able to fit this into your schedule. Well, when you get the call... You're like, my gosh, I have an opportunity here. So I've had to run down. No, I've, yeah. you know, I, I've uh, been familiar with your work for many years now. You've been uh, associated with iHeart and some other uh, outlets here. And mm-hmm. uh, I've seen your podcast. I think I commented on your podcast the other day because yeah, you, you guys were fired up. I was fired up. And uh, so I appreciate that yeah. intensity and passion. So yeah. I was honored that you would ask me to spend a few well, minutes of course. here. So, so maybe to, just for today, we'll be the second fastest growing <laughs> just for today just so for as today. i leave then you'll Th- change yeah it. <laughs> then, then when you leave we'll change it but but the important thing the reason i wanted to bring you on kelly is because you guys you guys host your daily show we host ours um and, and both of our shows and, I, and and they're a part of my daily lineup i have like six podcasts i listen to a day or tried to and they're one of them because i think it's so important that people understand what's going on locally yes because the government closest to you is the one that affects you the most I've all, I've always said that, you know, that the closer you get to the people, the better the government would be. Mm-hmm. It should be. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that kind of takes us back to the original, you know, idea that uh, a well-informed uh, voting populace would be the best. And that's what you need to maintain democracy. I think what's happening, unfortunately, is we have so many distractions in our everyday life that most people aren't even aware of the effect that government's having on their lives. Sure. Perhaps the best thing that's happened to us, that blessing in disguise, was in fact the the lockdown because mm-hmm. people were able to see. For example, like if I'm a, I don't know what percentage of your audience lives in South Carolina, but if, here locally, Richland County and Lexington County treated the uh, the whole mandate, the mask mandates and everything, completely differently. If you were going into Lexington, you didn't have to wear masks right. into the stores. Uh, I remember I, I live in Richland County, and so I was going into a gym, and they wanted me to wear a mask from the front door to what they called the workout floor, which was no more than three steps, and I didn't have a mask, and they wouldn't let me in. And I was like, you've got to be kidding But then me. once you got on the treadmill, yeah, mask the off. COVID doesn't exist, yes. whatever. You just had to wear it for three feet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? kind of enforcement mm-hmm. is this and they're like that's the law sir you people are insane but it yeah. wasn't just them it sure. was everybody in richland county because that mandate came down from the richland county council which people right. put in place and 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 when they when the state of south carolina ended mask mandates richland county made sure we're re-upping it and we're re-upping it. right and they wanted to keep that going and they like control um, yep. You see that in Richland County, you pay higher taxes than you do in. Why do I live in Richland County? Why this do you is, live yeah, in Richland this County? Is a, this is a fool. I'm telling you, that side of the river is fantastic I in know. some aspects. So the and, and to your point, we're seeing that we saw it with the COVID lockdowns. I think we see it with with local school boards. 
My we're, wife we're, just joined the it, uh, Richland County School Board. Exactly. And and when, you, when you're dealing with school, I've been a part of school board meetings. I've sat in on them. And, and it's amazing the things that happen that most folks don't know about. And it's so yeah. important for folks to understand what's going on in your local guard. And, and you get... I mean, it's much more fun to talk about what Bud Light's doing with their cans yes. than it is to talk about local Lexington County tax policy. Absolutely. right. But the local Lexington County tax policy, whether or not they're going to increase your taxes, mm-hmm. has an immensely greater impact on your day-to-day life and on your family's life than whether Dylan Mulvaney is on a Bud Light can. Now, I think as we've talked about it recently, Dylan Mulvaney being on a Bud Light can actually means something, and we should talk about that. But the importance of local politics is something that people don't understand. And what happens in a state like South Carolina is, well, we got a bunch of Republicans in the state house, so everything's all hunky dory. I wish that was the case. Yeah, well, you know what's interesting. <laughs> what's interesting is if that were, if you know, we, you would think that means we would have like a pro life bill and all these other things taken yeah. care of, and it and it hasn't yet. So when you guys, when when you and Jonathan are are, are sitting down and getting, you know, you, you guys talk about the the local issues. Why did you guys feel like it was so important to do that under the umbrella of iHeart and then and, and and getting these different stories out, having conversations with Joe Wilson, Alan Wilson, Tim Scott, and others who you've had on? Yeah. What what drove you guys to do that now that you guys have been doing that for so long? Well, um, we started the uh, as an afternoon show over uh, on WVOC, which is an iHeart property, or at the time was Clear Channel back mm-hmm. in uh, 2012. Uh, it was that uh, time leading up to the election. Um, and uh, so we, we were thrilled to have, uh, you know, a voice, uh, a platform, as people say today. That's the hot new term, I guess, is you had a platform. Right. Um, and uh, I won't get into the back, um, you know, the business stuff of what was right. going on. But uh, it became obvious that it wasn't in our best interest to continue doing the afternoon show. And so we moved on. We, we continued our morning show. And uh, iHeart asked us about the possibility of doing a weekend show. Well, if we're going to do a weekend show, you know, one of the things that I used to hate was filling in for a local afternoon um, talk show host because if you're not literally like plugged into local politics all the time, you unplug for a couple of weeks, it's hard to get back in. Yeah, it is. And so, you know, if you're just doing a show once every three months and you're like, what's the mayor's name in West Columbia again? And like, you're just, you're, <laughs> yeah. you forget all these things. And if mm-hmm. you, people, the callers demanded that, you know, what was going on in Elgin and all these little towns and municipalities around central, you know, we call it the Midlands of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was very hard. So, you know, the point being, if we're going to be doing all this research for a weekend show, we might as well do a daily podcast as well, which led to the daily 90-second feature called The Rash Thought. Um, and But, you know, the, it is so frustrating to live in South Carolina. And to, the point you were making is it is an overwhelming uh, Republican majority. It's not, it's a super majority and then some. Yeah. And they still don't do what Republicans should do right. or what we would want them to do. Right. And everybody just thinks, well, I voted for a Republican. The biggest sham of Republican he's now passed on was a guy named Hugh Leather. That guy, that Leatherman was a horrible Republican when it came to following the policies of what you would expect a Republican to do. But if you look at his biography, he was a Democrat till like 1992. And then he became a Republican when it became the in vogue thing to do. 
But he never changed the way he governed. He still wanted more government spending. He wanted more liberal policies. And you talked about Dylan Mulvaney. How did we get a Dylan Mulvaney? Local school boards through the years, people taking their eye off the ball. And you just, all of a sudden you have this woke, like this woke agenda didn't just pop up in 2022 or whatever. Right. It's been coming. Yeah. You know, it's been happening for years mm-hmm. and most Americans never saw it coming. This is a slap in the face. This is your wake up call right now. Mm-hmm. Like where, are, where do we live? I don't even recognize this place. Well, we don't recognize the place we live. We don't understand the words other people are saying to us because if you were to, you know, if you were to introduce yourself to somebody and you say, nice to meet you, sir. And like, I'm not, sir. I'm ma'am. You're like, oh yeah, my hold God. on. I'm confused. <laughs> uh, I, are you sure? Are you sure about that? <laughs> Um, and I tell people all the time on here and, and the folks who are watching or listening know this, if you can't communicate, you cease to exist as a, as a, as a good society. If you can't communicate on the most basic of facts and the most basic of just objective truths, it's hard to coexist as a people. But then let's just, let's just say for all intents and purposes that we all agree on the basic biology of existence. Apparently, not everyone does. <laughs> Let's just say we all agree on this. Okay. And and as you said earlier, you will, I vote for the Republican. I put the R beside the name. I check the box. And that's all well and good. But as we've talked about before, in the South Carolina State House, just in the House of Representatives alone, probably about seven different shades of that Republican red. Absolutely. I mean, all the way from the, I mean, again, sorry, guys, from the MAGA deep red, I, I hate the deep state, all the way over to, well, abortion's okay. Right, yeah. like that's how big of a of a margin there is. I think it's none more highlighted the divide than the Freedom Caucus uh, entering into the fray in the House, and then in the Senate the same thing. So we all say, well, we vote for Republicans, and we have Republicans in the State House. But then, if you don't take the time to understand the issues, mm-hmm. you might not understand that um, uh, medical marijuana is coming back up in South Carolina. Uh, by the way, the South Carolina House of Representatives just passed a horse betting bill. Yeah, I don't know what that. I mean, that, that it, was dead on arrival. You already got Hula, or uh, um, Henry McMaster saying, "I will veto that." Yeah, <laughs> and yet they still worked really hard. Pass it. We're going to get horse betting on our phones. Who gives what? It creates more jobs. <laughs> apparently, oh is what there is, is what I've been. I'm told. not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. All I'm saying, I haven't even studied the issue, but that, for them to <laughs> prioritize that over about including um, uh, what was it? The the was it the. Uh, a transgendered sports bill or whatever they had. Oh no, it was the puberty blockers. Mm-hmm. They didn't vote on that. They, they got it all written up, but they said, nah, well, you know what? We'll put that one until next year or whatever. It's like, that's an important bill. Yeah. 12 year olds, not allowing their bodies to go through puberty on a rash decision made between them and a guidance counselor is a horrific idea. Well, again, I've always said this and maybe it's a little bit harsh, but I don't know. Democrat, policies lead to death the democrat party is about death if, if they can't get you to stop making babies by neutering you that's what we're doing we're neutering our own children okay so we're going to neuter them if they actually do get pregnant then we'll abort the baby if the baby does come out we're going to try to figure out a way to get it hooked on some sort of you know illegal drugs from the cartel i mean they, everything about the democrat policies seem to lead to death and we're in South Carolina where you, we should be overwhelmingly for life and all of these things and freedoms. And we keep saying, no, 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 keep the parents out of it. Don't let the parents have a voice on what's going on with the kids in their puberty. 
Are you on? What kind of planet is this? Yeah, we're we're. Well, if you remember back, you mentioned earlier uh, local school boards back in 2021. The Columbia City Council announced that any any person who is participating in conversion therapy would be would be fined and stripped of their license, face jail time. By the way, conversion therapy just meant Christian counseling. Don't worry about that. One of the people, the pe- person who authored that, then tried to run for mayor. We see how that worked out, and so you have that. In the Senate right now, we are trying to Senate Bill six twenty seven, which deals with this gender of gender affirming care. Uh, I mean, they, they, I got to hand it to them; they come up with some great names. Gender they, affirming care sounds good. It sounds awesome. It's like who would be against some sort of affirming care? Well, oh, well. Now that I dug into it a little bit, I realize it's the opposite of all that. Well, you can't. I mean, no one's going to be in favor of something called mutilation. I don't think so. I mean. <laughs> We can't. We gotta. We can't call it mutilation. Mutilation like, care. Like like abortion is health care. We can't call it because well, abortion is murder doesn't play as well as abortion is health care. And so, <laughs> when you guys are doing your show, we're doing ours. We're trying to one. We're trying to stay in current and stay up to date on what's going on yep. because we can. You know, as we're looking at the paper online and we're you know listening to the radio, whatever. And we're trying to stay up to date. We're trying to pass along this information to folks who might not be reading the paper online or who might not be listening to other shows. There are so few conservative outlets, yeah. specifically in the Midlands. Sure. I mean, there there are not a lot. Yeah. And outside of your normal uh, drive time, I mean, if you listen to Rush Limbaugh, uh, you got your national news. Yeah. If, if you listen to Hannity or whomever, you get your national clam buck. You get your national stuff, Glenn Beck. But you don't get, you don't dig in on the local. No. And what what I'm fearful of as we move forward with this administration that is going to continue to try to clamp down on any sort of dissent, uh, they're doing it in the Catholic Church, they're doing it with leakers, they're doing here, here, and here. Yes. The avenues for conservative voice are becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. How important is it for folks to get locked in to a conservative news source so they can actually understand what's going on? And not yeah. and not what they're being told is going on because those are two very different things. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know, I, the, there's a several car companies that are trying to do away with AM radio. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw I that. I saw that. And yeah. you know, I'm in the radio industry is my main source of that's my business. That's what I've been doing since the '80s. Um, I'm not currently on AM radio. I guess I am so kind of carried on one of them. But anyway, the point being, that's not my main source of income, but I'm very concerned about AM radio going away because roughly 80 million Americans get some sort of news or information from AM radio. Could be your Braves game. Yeah. Could be local news. But when you talk about, you know, the uh, uh, disaster, that's the number one way for the government to even communicate with people if there's some sort of an emergency because FM will get easily knocked out. XM Sirius, you could shut that off with a switch. Um, but AM radio, but AM radio is also the number one source of conservative news. Right. And there, I believe that's a, uh, a way of trying to squash people from getting conservative news. Rush Limbaugh saved the AM band because he was able to not only voice what a lot of people, the frustration that people felt with mainstream media previous to Rush Limbaugh being here, mm-hmm. but also he did, he did it in an entertaining way. Yeah. And that's what I think what a lot of us are trying to do is we're trying to condense the news, put it out in a way that hopefully you can laugh at it, you can have a smile, you can't believe it, whatever. Um, but currently the vast majority of news that's being pushed would be on the big three with Beck and Hannity 
and Clay and Buck. And I guess you get at night, you get uh, a little bit more variety. Mark Levin on uh, most of the iHeart stations, but there's a couple other great night shows as well. But, yep. the, but the most part is that locally, which is the most important part of government, there's not a way to consume that. So I'm glad you have a show. I'm glad we have a show. I'm hoping that more people will do it. Start a podcast. Yeah. Start a, I don't know, a newsletter's still a thing, whatever. Twitter, tweet about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just do something because, yeah. and, and, and that's the point. I wanted to make sure that you guys understand that uh, I listen to their show. Yeah. I, that, I mean, some of the stuff that we talk about, uh, we have no shame in saying, oh, well, well, Clay and Buck talked about that yesterday. I think that's probably something we need to bring up. We'll gladly do that yep. because news is news. We're not copywriting anything. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not patenting anything. And and it's important to get plugged in. So if you want to start your own show, do it. Just don't mess with us. But, <laughs> but, but it'll be good because you just need to stay aware of what's going on. I mean, in South Carolina alone, you think everything's fine. You think everything's hunky-dory. And for the most part, South Carolina is a great state to live, work, and raise a family. No question. One of the best states in the country. We've got mountains. We've got beaches. We've got golf courses. Got horse racing now. It's sound, great. Sound like Shane Beamer recruiting over here. Uh, all ABC <laughs> always be recruiting, and so it's a great it's a great place. I've never lived anywhere else. I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. We vacation, and I want to come home. the The point is though, there's a lot that's going on. South Carolina still is an abortion vacation destination. Ron DeSantis is about to sign the heartbeat bill in Florida, yep. or he might have already. And Georgia has one. Tennessee. North Carolina, we're on par with them, but go figure. Uh, we can you can have an abortion here up to twenty one weeks. We're seeing possibly hundreds of hundreds of abortions take place in one city in South Carolina in a day. So Basically, that's if I think it's tripled since it the, has in the last year. It's it unbelievable, and that and that is here. a credit to the inability of two chambers of our General Assembly to come together and make a decision. And also, it lies at the feet of the South Carolina State Supreme Court to read into a provision of the state constitution the right to privacy also apparently means right to kill your children still if Kay hearn wants to help me out on that one feel free um we have that we have uh a horse gambling bill that's going to go to the senate again kelly like you mentioned the governor's going to veto that and i they don't have the, the votes to override a governor's veto on that um what medical marijuana could be coming back up here pretty soon looking forward to that budget issues if we remember a couple years ago back to the COVID thing there was a huge debate in the House, about whether or not we should make it a state law that businesses could not fire employees for getting the vaccine yeah, or not getting not the, vaccine, get the vaccine, not getting the vaccine, and punt the ball down the field, punt the ball down the field, punt the ball down the field. Uh, that's not going to happen here. That doesn't happen here. Well, again, we're seeing that same sort of mindset with other things where it's, oh, well, that doesn't happen here. So we don't need to worry well, about that right now. I, I won't say the name of the outlet. Um, I was contacted recently and I don't think it's going to happen. But I was contacted recently about possibly hosting a television show for a local outlet. And it's not the one I'm currently with. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. All right. So there's what, four or five others? There's four or five outlets? others. You got, you got options to guess. They asked me to go fill out the thing. Uh, you know, and it, no matter who you are, you always got to fill out paperwork. Mm-hmm. So I'm filling out the paperwork. And it says right on the dang thing, must have the va- COVID vaccine in order to be employed here. And I was like, just so y'all know, I don't have the vaccine. My wife would probably kill me if I tried to get the vaccine. We're not having the vaccine in my house. And I can't believe that's on your thing. Right. Now, they may have thrown my application or whatever it is away, or they may overlook it. And if they do overlook it, then I'm even more upset with it. Right. Because it's like, well, well, why, 
why do I get the benefit? And I'm happy that I get the benefit, but it's because I do a, an on-air show. What about the guy who just came in and wanted to be a sales guy? What about the guy who wants to be a production guy here? Or whatever, the gal, whatever, it, the, the secretaries, whomever. They don't get the benefit. So I kind of hope that they do throw it away. Right. But at the same time, that's, that's their corporate policy. You and I both know a guy who got fired. I do. Because he was refused to take the vaccine. Last I heard, he was working at a UPS place. It's, yeah. I, I, I wasn't too thrilled with that. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. It, whether or not you choose, again, your prerogative. You can do whatever you want. I just don't understand how it can be, especially now. I mean, my well, gracious, really? I was going to I think the point you're making is that the, they use the word vaccination as if it's a vaccine when it's mm-hmm. not a vaccine. It's, and then they're, then they're able to make the comparison to polio. Well, don't you want everybody to have the polio vaccine? Because otherwise it would spread. This does not stop anything. It's an, interest, it's an interesting line of thought because they also say the same thing when it comes to the transgender issue. Well, what would you rather have, a live daughter or a dead son? Because if you don't give them gender-affirming care, they're going to kill themselves. I mean, that's seriously, that's the thinking. And it's like, okay, well, you put me, you put me, there, there's a term for it that smart people use, and I can't remember what it is. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not smart. But it is a difficult, because then you go, well, I don't really want my child to die, so I well, guess Sam can be Sally now. But, you know, I would throw back, because, you know, um, well, for some reason, my mind is now going back to the former Miss Teen South Carolina. Oh, the maps? Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that just popped up. But I think what's happening is we have a misunderstanding or a misframing of that situation. So mm-hmm. would you rather have a dead, what was it? A dead a son? Dead, a dead daughter or a living son. Yeah. Okay. If your daughter wants to be a boy. A boy, yeah. The suicide rates, and you can check this right now. I probably can check it right here. Fact check. The suicide rates on transgendered people post-surgery is like higher than it was for people in Nazi Germany who were living in concentration camps. In other words, it's, it's better to have been a Nazi prisoner than it would be to actually go through this. The regret on having transgendered surgery is skyrocketing. And you're seeing, if you watch like, you know, Instagram or YouTube or any of these outlets, you're starting to see thousands of people come out and talk about how upset they are that nobody helped them when they were a struggling, what, 15-year-old? Right. And they're like, I really don't know what I feel like. And then because, like, we've got a thing, is it, it's still a bill here or a law in South Carolina. I can't help you. It's against the law for somebody to come up and say, you know what? You actually are a boy. Let me walk you back through the process of what it's like. Oh, no, that's illegal. That's actually illegal to have them. But if you say, I want you to become a girl, oh, that's that's encouraged. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Again, we live in a top – and all of this to say is we're talking about this. We live in a topsy-turvy world. I mean, we really – Alexander of Anastasius once said that that if the world is against truth, then I am against the world. Well, here we are. Uh, here I am. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, what the, the important thing as we wrap this up, and I appreciate Kelly joining us on on it. He's joining the second fastest growing, strongest <laughs> conservative talk show in South Carolina. Um, is, is to understand the importance of local, of local news, of local issues. Mm-hmm. But then getting plugged into outlets that actually talk about the local issues, that actually talk about what's going on inside the state house. Because I promise you, if you aren't, as as Kelly said earlier, if you don't keep up with it all the time, 
you won't know what's going on. And it will take you weeks to figure out what's happening. I, take it from me. You leave for Israel for 10 days, you come back, it's like, what <laughs> happened here? Uh, I just went to a foreign country where English was the third language, and I had a better grasp on what was going on. Um, wow. <laughs> it, it says, hey, listen, for all the talk about what's going on in Israel right now, their government's way more competent than ours. Um, they're their leadership, at least. Um so to that point, Kelly, how can people connect with you guys? Or where can they find you if they're in Columbia? But because we're statewide, they can also use the iHeartRadio app. So I guess give them the rundown. Yeah, well, I you know social media, all my social media stuff is at Kelly Nash Radio, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Uh, and Kelly is K E L L Y. Um, if uh, you want to listen to the Rash Thought podcast or any of the podcasts that that uh, I and Jonathan Rush do, it's uh, you just go to the iHeartRadio app, and that's a free download. And look for uh, Kelly Nash or uh, Rash Thought or Rash Radio. Or Ra- by the way, if you if you have no idea who we are and the, how we came up with that when we started the afternoon show, <laughs> you take Rush and Nash, you put them together, you get Rash. That's good. And it, always always looking for a way to get a rash. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments was when we uh, used to do the afternoon show. We would have to have people fill in for us. And so we were honored. Uh, there's a, a guy who used to be the congressman uh, named Mick Mulvaney and um, also used to be a congressman, Trey Gowdy, and they were going to fill in for us one week. And so uh, we had uh, special um, sweepers is what we call them. They're little, you know, the guy with the big voice will come on and he said, now Trey and Mick, it's trick radio or something like that. Oh, nice. And, um, so uh, <laughs> I think it was, let's see. So if it was Trey, yeah, Trey said, I think it was Trey said, I'm glad you didn't go with my middle name of Preston. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to go back and I want to go back and find that show. I hope that's in the archive somewhere. I'd love, I'd love to hear Trey Gowdy and Mick Mulvaney talk about local politics in 2000 and whatever. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that would have been wouldn't Amazing. even sound like today though because it'd be completely different issues right but then it, but then in some ways it would sound a lot like today yeah and that's the way it goes kelly appreciate you coming on and joining us i'm honored on the show thank you for having me i love the work you guys are doing here and i hope you'll uh keep it up and i hope everybody's subscribing to your channels as we speak oh that's what i'm talking about see he jumped in front of me and did it and that's okay because what i want you to do is i want you to if you're watching this on facebook because i'm now looking at the camera i want you to share this video with your family with your friends let them know what we're doing here and then forward them over to kelly's stuff <laughs> then if you're listening on spotify on apple Podcasts, wherever we don't have iHeartRadio because we're not an iheart affiliate but 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 uh spotify and apple and others you can give us that five-star rating leave a review it allows us to bump up higher on the on the list like if you type in p-a-l-m we actually might be the first thing you see that's pretty impressive <laughs> there's actually a lot of podcasts that begin with p-a-l-m really? so if you do all that that's great go to our website palmettofamily.org there you can find out more information about what's going on with the human life protection act inside the south carolina senate a very important piece of legislation that needs to get passed and needs to get to the governor's desk before this year's uh, part of the legislative session is completed. So get more information on that, palmettofilmy.org. You can also subscribe to our newsletter. We send out action alerts. We send out weekly updates. Everything you need to know is there. You can download the Palmetto Family Council app. There you can get the first look at the podcasts, listen to them there. You can connect with your senator or your legislator. Whatever you need to do there, you can do that on the Palmetto Family Council app. I think I've covered everything. 
think that's all. Man, you got a lot. We got a lot. <laughs> we got a lot of ways that you can get connected. And of course, more than anything, we appreciate your support and your prayers. We continue to do the work to make sure that South Carolina is a place where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished. For Mitch Prosser, who is not in the office because he choose he chose to, I don't know, take care of his kids today or something. Oh, I thought he was a silent protest against uh, me. No, not a silent protest against you. Just <laughs> he, had, he, he wanted to be a dad, I guess. All right, enjoy, Mitch. And, and for Kelly Nash, appreciate him joining us once again. I'm Justin Hall. We'll see you next time on Then It Will Be, the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina.